Okay, we'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for February 24th, 2008. And today's, the title of today's teaching um, would be Former Congressman Warns of Martial Law Camps in America. Now, before I go into the teaching further, I just have a couple announcements. Um, one, if, if you go up to one of my teachings that does not have what they call a PDF file, which is a document file attached to it, what Sermon Audio is doing right now is they're offering an option to um, transcribe every teaching. Um, now, when I saw this the other day, it's, it's like a new button you'll see. And I just clicked on the one I had done on Mormonism. And the transcription cost on that is $70. Now, that's not my idea. I just want you to let you know that I'm not getting any money from this or anything. This is something Sermon Audio is doing. And I'm, I'm glad they are offering it as a service. And what they're saying is that they're actually, they're not, they are manually producing by a real human every transcription. So you could imagine what a hassle that would probably be to go through and, you know, take every single word that I said and transcribe it. So I can understand why, why the cost is high, particularly for the initial one. I just wanted to kind of let everybody know that's not, you know, my idea. Um, but it is kind of a neat option. Uh, let's see here. So, if we go further, former congressman warns of martial law camps in America. Now, this is by a guy named Steve Watson. This just came out February 21st, this article. An article co-written by a former congressman and carried by the San Francisco Chronicle. Okay, So, this was written by a former congressman and then also carried by the San Francisco Chronicle. This is where we get the documentation. This has gained much attention recently as it shines light on a coordinated federal government program to build detention camps at undisclosed locations within the United States. Now, I've said this for a long time in regard to this. It's not just me saying it. It's a lot of different things. If you've ever seen the Avion Flu presentation I did on the on the DVD, uh... You can get that through Cutting Edge. They've got it right now, twenty-five percent off too, and I get no money from that either. So just so you know, I don't have a hidden agenda there. Uh, but if you get that, I have several slides where I get into the whole concentration camp thing. I show you pictures, actual document numbers, these types of things. Um, this, a quote from this particular article um, from the, this former congressman Dan Hamburg of the watchdog group Voice of the Environment, and then um, his partner, Louis Seller. This quote reads, Since 9-11, and seemingly without notice of most Americans, the federal government has assumed the authority to institute martial law, arrest a wide swath of dissidents, both citizen and non-citizen, and detain people without legal or constitutional recourse in the event of an emergency influx of immigrants in the United States, or to support the rapid development of new programs. Well, that's a kind of a flowery way of covering some things, but we'll, we'll get into that further, that last statement. The voice of the, of the environment's mission is to educate the public regarding the transfer of the public trust assets into private, mostly corporate hands. The article continues by saying, beginning in 1999, the government has entered into a series of single-bid contracts with Halliburton, which is a subsidiary of KBR, which stands for Kellogg, Brown, and Root. Now, Halliburton is the company that Dick Cheney was the CEO of, um, and KBR, it's a subsidiary of this KBR. What the government's done since 90, 1999, they've entered into a series of these single-bid contracts to build detention camps at undisclosed locations within the United States. From my research, I believe it was seven to 800 in that range around the United States. The government has also contracted with several companies to build thousands of rail cars, some reportedly equipped with shackles ostensibly to transport detainees. I've also read accounts of people that have actually got into some of these rail cars, and there's guillotines in them as well. Now, I can't personally verify that. Gunderson Steel is one of the main companies that actually built these rail cars. That's an, another thing you can do research on if you like Gunderson Steel. Um, now, let me preface all this by saying, if you're part of the remnant, if you're a saved Christian, remember, the Lord Jesus Christ, Father God, 
They're still on the throne. They're quite aware of what's coming. Okay? But the Bible says, The prudent man foreseeth the evil, and hideth himself. But the simple pass on, and are punished. Okay? So, again, we don't want to be motivated out of fear of man. We, don't, we want to be always motivated out of fear of God. But if God is showing you something, you know, you need to pray about it. At bare minimum, pray about it. See if He would have you do anything to prepare, to get yourself ready, to protect your family, these types of things. Because God always, always, always preserves a remnant. Always. Doesn't mean that ultimately we're all going to be, nothing's going to happen because that wouldn't line up with what the book of Revelation says. The Bible says that they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. This, these are the saints. These are the saints into the tribulation. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And they loved their lives not unto the death. So they were willing to die. Not all of them will. But a lot of them will. But the thing is, is either way, whatever way it goes, God can always give you the strength, just like he did the martyrs, just like he did the apostles, can always give you the strength to get through no matter what is set before you. Just like Jesus Christ, if you think about it. He was our example. Now, I'm not doing this today to scare people, but this is something that we should be made aware of. Now, I've done, other, I've done one other teaching on this in particular, but this particular teaching that I'm going to do really won't be that long. It's going to get into um, tying this in also with the 501c3 churches and the pastors. We'll get to that more toward the end. So this goes on to say that according to Diplomat and the author Peter Dale Scott, the KBR contract is part of Homeland Security plan titled Endgame. Well, isn't that a nice name? Homeland Security has a, a plan titled Endgame. Now, I know Alex Jones has a, has, has a uh, DVD on this, and it's called Endgame. And I believe the information and it is... is most likely very accurate. I haven't actually seen it yet. But here's the problem with Alex Jones. Although he says he's a Christian, okay, I don't really see him near enough turning to Jesus Christ and saying, Jesus Christ is what's going to get us through this. Jesus Christ has to be your all in all, has to be your sufficiency. You can't, you know, man is not going to, no, it's more of, okay, are we going to put up with this? Are we going to stand up for this? Are we going to go protest? Are we going to do this and this? It's about me, 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 about I, 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 what I'm going to do. And I do believe we all have different responsibilities regarding this information. The Bible says to whom much is given, much is required, but I believe Alex Jones does it in a totally wrong approach, because if you watch and you dwell, and I've had a lot of people dwell on his stuff, I've got all of his all of his videos just about. I haven't bought any recently because I'm just not going to. And, and not only that, you can go up on the internet and key them into either Google or uh, YouTube and, and watch them for free. Um, but if you dwell on Alex Jones or on uh, Stan Monteith or a lot of these other guys, so much of what the time they do is totally dwell on the problem and they, they give very little to the, to the biblical end. Very, very little. So you come away watching these things with absolutely no hope. Well, we're just going to die. I have my head chopped off. I'm going to be tortured. My family's going to be tortured in front of me. And we're all going to die and that's it. It's over. That's, that's what you come away feeling. That is the fear of man. Now, the Bible says that the fear of man bringeth a snare. So if you're motivated out of fear of man... You're going to get snared. What is a snare? A trap. It's not what you want to be motivated out of. Fear of God. The angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear man? No, that fear God. That fear Him. That's what the Bible says. The angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear Him. What if you have no fear of God? Well, I don't because I believe God's all love and that's it. Well, <laughs> you know, there's another side to God. He's a God of balance. Okay, you know how he says, I abhor unjust scales and balances. You go into your typical church, all you're going to hear is love. You have the balance of the scale tipped toward love, and that's it. You're not getting any of the other. Why? Because it's unpopular. People don't want to hear it. They might lose membership. They're going to lose the money. That's why they don't preach it. They don't want to hear it themselves, because the preacher would have to condemn himself first, most of the time. And he would have to step down from the pulpit. 
because he would realize he's totally disqualified. At that current time, at least, unless he got a whole bunch of things right, the average person or preacher in America, and I'm not going to speak for worldwide because I, I only live in America, but they were, they're, they're disqualified. Most of them are nothing more than hirelings. I'm not saying all, I'm saying most. And that's a whole other rabbit trail. We don't have time to go down. So, this Homeland Security... So, just be careful with Alex Jones stuff and things like that. Temper it with the Word of God. Listen to the Word of God. Play it in your house. Play the King James Bible. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Without faith it is impossible to please God. We have to have faith that God can protect us. If we don't have faith that God can protect us, with all these dark days that are ahead then you know what? You're probably not going to get any protection. You're probably not. Even if you're saved. Because you don't have the faith to believe that God can protect you. Jesus said if you had the faith of a mustard seed, you could say unto this mountain, you know, be moved and it be cast into the midst of the sea. It's an example that you have to have faith in order to please God. What is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. That's why it's faith, because you can't see it. But you still believe it. That's faith. Faith is the only way you can get saved, too. Everything's based on faith, essentially. Remember, faith cometh by hearing. Hearing by the Word of God. That's how you build your faith. You want more faith? Hear the Word of God. Read it. Put it into you. Read the King James Bible. Don't expect to read a perversion Bible and to gain faith. You read a, a polluted word. So these are things that, that are very, very, very important that I just went over. That will potentially, or will sustain you when, when the times get rough. Okay, But you have to have the word of God hidden in your heart as well. The Bible says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Psalm 119 verse 11. So you hide the word of God in your heart so you don't sin against God. doesn't mean you're going to be sinless and sin free. But I'm telling you right now, the more word of God you hide in your heart, the more you're going to be able to deal with sin issues and the less you are going to sin. It's a byproduct, okay? And then it says a whole bunch of other things in Psalm 119. Um, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. How do we cleanse our way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. Take heed of the word of God. That's how you cleanse your way. That's Psalm 119 verse 9. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Psalm 119 verse 89. Psalm 119 verse uh, 105. Um, that word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So you want, you, do you want to know where you're going? Do you, do you want to know, uh, you want to have a light at your feet? Or do you want to have darkness at your feet in the times we're coming to? Well, the Word of God is a lamp under your feet and a light under your path. I'm telling you, it comes back to the Word of God and having the faith to believe the Word of God. That's what all this... I don't care what we're talking about today with concentration camps. What I just said is far more important than, than any discussion of concentration camps. This is worst case scenario here we're talking about today, isn't it? You know, I've heard all kind of horrific stories about these camps. The, 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 you know, the torture they're planning and all this stuff. You know what? My God's big enough to deal with any of that. Any of it. The Bible says, He that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. Does that mean we're saved by works? No, I just believe that if you, the Holy Spirit really lives inside you, and you're really, really saved, and the Bible says we're, we're all going to be basically tried, we're all going to be tested. It's called the trial of your faith, which is more precious than gold. Well, if that's the case, this may be our test. Or part of it. The Lord Jesus Christ is perfectly capable of getting you through that. Okay? So, again, the Bible also says, pray that you be accounted worthy to escape all the things that are coming upon the earth. Is that something you're praying for? That's a good thing to pray for. Pray that you be accounted worthy. Accounted worthy. To escape all the things that are coming on the earth. Pray that you be accounted worthy of the first resurrection. It says that too. 
Being accounted worthy is a matter of if you're a true Bible-believing Christian that's living the way the Bible says to live, and having primarily the faith to believe these things. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. For you're saved by grace, through faith, you're saved. I believe that's also, that's our salvation, and that is how we're also going to be saved in, in regard to a lot of the things that are coming upon the earth as well. You're saved by grace, through faith. And that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Obviously, that's referring primarily to salvation. Through Jesus Christ. But you have to have the faith to believe it. And if you don't have the faith, then read the word of God and play it all the time. It'll build your faith, guaranteed. Works. It absolutely, 100% works. This is not about you. It's what about Christ can do through you. This is a privilege and an honor. To live in this time. No matter what thing you may have to suffer. No matter what. It's still a privilege and an honor. You know how the Bible talks about the great cloud of witnesses. Looking down. Anticipation of these things. The angels wanting to look into these affairs. This is where it all comes to a head. This is where it all comes to a head. The times we're moving into. And it's and it's coming. And, and it's going to be very soon I believe. I don't want to set dates. But I just believe it's going to be very soon. So, if we go further, <clears throat> according to the diplomat and author Peter Dale Scott, the KBR contract is part of a homeland security plan titled Endgame, which sets as its goal the removal of all removable aliens and potential terrorists. Well, let me tell you something. They're the ones that have let all the illegal aliens come into this country. They're the ones that, that refuse to put up any kind of fence or police the border or police the seas, really, like they should. They're, our government's the ones permitting this. And there's a lot of reasons for that. You know, diluting the economy, uh, uh, the obvious the jobs that are being taken away, the, the um, burden that falls upon society when you have this happening. You could go on and on about that particular subject alone. But they've created that problem. Because when they when they create problems, then they always have the solution to fix it. Okay? But the removal of all removable aliens and potential terrorists, the potential terrorists are really what we're going to be more talking about. Because that would actually be considered, in the government's eyes, you and I, as Bible-believing Christians. Because as Bible-believing Christians, there's a lot of things in this Bible that are diametrically opposed to what's going on in our government. And as Joshua said, choose whom this day which you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. This whole unlimited subservience to government is not biblical. Totally unbiblical. And I've done a whole teaching on this. Uh, if you key in Romans 13, or unlimited subservience to government, you'll find it in my keyword searcher. If, if you go uh, on my homepage on Sermons Audio, and there's a little box you can do a search. Do Romans 13, I believe that's all you need to have. And we look at that from a biblical standpoint. Now, Seeler and Hamburg also warn of the alarming, numerous, freedom-killing pieces of legislation that have been passed recently. I also get into this heavily on the Avion Flu presentation as well. This is all dovetailing with the buildup of the infrastructure of tyranny inside the United States. I mean, if you live in America... I mean, people know, even the unsaved know, something bad is fixing to happen here. Real bad. I mean, just turn on the TV. Look at what they're preparing. Look at how they're trying to brainwash. It's there. It's not our imagination. All the Hollywood movies are, the, are doing the same thing. And then they have the alien agenda tied in with this, and then the whole, you know. There's so many things that are probably going to happen together. That men's hearts are going to fail them for fear um, in regard to that first thing. Now, I know that, that, that God is going to send that same thing in Revelation probably at a very, very higher level. That's going to be more the fear of God. But the more traumatic a situation that a government can create, especially if you have a, a population like America, who's, for the most part, totally complacent, kind of fat and happy, sitting on the couch, don't bother me, you know, I don't want to hear any of this doom and gloom stuff. And when it does start to happen, 
they're going to go to the very source of which they've trusted, which is the government, or the controlled media, to get the answer. They're not going to be prepared. They're not going to have any provisions at all. They're not going to do any of that, because they've basically just been kind of living life, running their credit cards up as far as they can get them, as far as they can get into a, into a death contract, I mean a mortgage. They're in debt up to their eyeballs, and, they've, and, and you know everybody's working two jobs now, whatever, keep up with the Joneses half the time. Or maybe they've worked themselves into that corner. Hey, I've been there. I'm not judging. I'm just saying. I've, I've been there in that scenario in the past. I mean, I'm still trying to break free now from, from a lot of this stuff. Because, you know, unfortunately, um, we see through a glass darkly. And a lot of times this stuff gets revealed to us at different stages in our Christian walk. It just doesn't all happen the first day you get saved. This takes time. And that's why I do these studies. Because I'm trying to accelerate your learning curve. Which took me since 94 to learn all this. 94. When I first got saved. Well, I'm trying to accelerate, I guess you would say, 14 years of everything that I know about this stuff. And give it to you for free in these teachings. And, and just give it to you. Here. Trying to impart this so that you can get up to speed as quickly as possible. I've had a lot of people emailing me out this as the downloads are starting to really, really increase. And I thank God for that. But it's very, very hard for me if you email me and you have a laundry list of questions. You've got to understand, there's other, there's, I'm getting emails all the time now. And it's getting to the point where it's getting tough for me to, to answer them all. And so just kind of bear that in mind if you email me. That... um. I'm kind of becoming more and more limited in that regard. Now, this goes on to uh, say, we have previously highlighted the shocking details behind the shining example of the modern-day corporate fascism. The issue gained national attention two years ago when it was announced that Kellogg, Brown, and Root, this is the KBR, had been awarded a $385 million contract by Homeland Security to construct detention and processing facilities in the event of a national emergency. Now, I'm telling you right now, one of the main ways they could implement this is avian bird flu. Oh, that's not going to happen. There's books written saying it's not going to happen. Dr. Mercola has a book saying the bird flu hoax. Well, you know what? They can write all they want. The bottom line is, and if you get the DVD... This will explain that to you. And remember, I don't make a dime off that DVD. Okay? Not a dime. So I don't have a hidden agenda there. Just saying, if you get this, I explain to you that this is not a matter of some bird flu mutating by itself. Like just some freak of nature thing. It's a matter of something being created in a laboratory being released. Just like they did in 1918 with the Spanish flu. Primarily through the vaccinations at that point. And I prove it. It's not me proving it. I believe God showed me this information. It took me four or five months to put the, that thing together. It's about 150 PowerPoint slides. And I don't think you'll be bored if you get it. If you do get it, email me. I have a disclaimer. I will send you. Okay? Because I was with the Prophecy Club on tour at that point, And, you know, I've since learned things and would have done things differently. But anyway, um, it's a very important study, and it ties a lot of what we're talking about today here together. Now, maybe it won't be avian flu, but at some point they're going to play the avian flu card. They're going to play that card, because it's locked and loaded to play. And I, I won't really say a whole lot more about it, but uh, if, if, if avian flu happens, it would be a perfect vehicle for implementation of these detention camps, these processing centers, and they would use it under the guise of a quarantine. They wouldn't even have to... See, if, if avian flu happened, it wouldn't even be under the guise of warning up potential terror... Or, or rounding up potential terrorists, really. Because avian flu isn't a really a terrorist event. What it would be is saying, oh, we need to put you in these detention centers for quarantine's sake. Now, they had a movie when I was on tour two Mays ago. They had a movie. It was, I don't know, bird flu or whatever. And it showed this little girl behind a fence, and she was holding a teddy bear, and it said, Quarantine. Now, what was the signal they're trying to send you there? Well, obvious. You know. 
and they're going to do it under the guise of avian flu. What will they also do when they get you in there? They'll mass vaccinate you, and you will not have a choice. And if you just happen to fall on one of their lists, guess what? You're probably never going to get out. You're probably never going to see the light of day, unless God so deems it. So, I'm just telling you, that could be one of the most subtle... It is the most subtle way they could implement this. The slickest way they could implement this is through avian flu. Terrorist attack, they could go, and, and, and what are they going to do? How are they, They're going to, what, round up Americans? Why? Because you're a potential terrorist? What, right, what, what proof do you have of that? See, there could be a lot of arguing and bickering in that situation. But avian flu, no, no, it's just a matter of health. You see the difference here? And there's things that you can be doing right now to boost your own immune system as well in order to keep your immune system at a high enough level and also to take if the avian flu thing is exposed. I, I, I talk about that in the presentation. I'm probably going to modify the presentation and add a few things in as well And um, uh, as far as that goes. But the language, uh, if we go further, it says the language of the preamble to the agreement veils the program with the talk of temporary migrant holding centers. But it is made clear that the camps will also be used as the development of a plan to react to a national emergency. Following the story, first given wide attention by PrisonPlanet.com, the alternate website put together an alarming report that collated all the latest information on plans to initiate internment of political subversives. That would be me. In their eyes. Absolutely. Now I know that, that I'm way more patriotic than any of these devils in high office will ever be. I know that I am. Because what we're fighting for here is truth and freedom and these types of ideals. What they're fighting for is the right to put you in bondage and to shut your mouth and to kill you. Who's the patriot? The Bible says, woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. That's what's happening right now with these legislations. They're calling evil good and good evil. But then to initiate internment of political subversives and Muslims after the next major terror attack in the United States. Well, okay, so the scenario there is that, let's say, that another 9-11 happens. And from my sources, I've heard the next 9-11 is going to make the first one look like a walk in the park. That happens. Well, now they've got all their lists in place, and they can go in under the guise of a potential terrorist. Well, they can, they can uh, come and round you up. And you can't do a thing about it, essentially. Particularly under martial law, the Constitution is suspended. There's no, there's, all bets are off. That's it. You know, they could do whatever they want at that point. Now, remember, the Lord Jesus Christ is bigger than all of this. The Bible says, under the covert of thy wings will I make my refuge until these calamities be overpassed. What does the word covert mean? Shelter. It also says, under the shelter of thy wings will I make my refuge. While these calamities be overpassed in Psalms. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High, you know, this type of thing. It's one of the reasons I pray Psalm 64. Hear my voice, O God, in my prayer. Hide me from the secret counsel of the wicked. Hide me, God, from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity who wet their tongue like a sword and bend their bows to shoot their arrows, even bitter words that they may shoot in secret at the perfect. And then that psalm goes on. But these are things you should be praying, quoting these types of things. That's where your protection is going to come from. It's not going to come from, from granted, yes, if, if God's convicting you to prepare and, and do this and have food provisions and, and provisions for clean water and these types of things, that's fine. And that's good. But the true protection is going to come from the Lord. The Lord's the one, you know, if you learn about this, the Lord's showing it to you as well. So this article highlighted the disturbing comments of Senator Lindsey Graham, who encouraged torture, supporting then the Attorney General, Alberto Gonzalez, to target, quote, fifth columnist, fifth columnist, columnists, Americans, who show disloyalty and sympathize, quote, with the enemy, whoever that enemy may be. Well, hey, I'm telling you right now, if, if, if you're a Bible-believing Christian, you're considered a fifth columnist. 
Why? Because we're, we're actually, in their eyes, sympathizing with the enemy. And that doesn't mean Muslims. I'm not sympathizing with Muslims. But I sure uh, am in absolutely no agreement with what this wicked government is doing. Not one bit. Well, that, that would make me their enemy, wouldn't it? Well, call me whatever you want. Being a Bible believer automatically puts you in that category. Because the Bible is diametrically opposed to what is going on in today's day and age. This is part of the strong delusion that God said He would send in 2 Thessalonians. So bear that in mind too. God said He was going to send this. The Bible also says that evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse. Deceiving and being deceived. That's the day and time we're living in. Wax means grow. They're growing worse and worse and worse. And all they that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. That's 2 Timothy um, 3, 12 and 13 that I just quoted. It is important to stress that the historical precedent mirrors exactly what the Halliburton Camp deal outlines. Oliver North's Reagan era Rex 84 plan, and this is one of the many, many earlier plans that they implemented in order to get this whole thing started about detaining Americans, the Rex 84. I mentioned that on the Avion flute tape, or DVD. And the Rex 84 plan proposed rounding up of 400,000 refugees under FEMA in the event of uncontrolled population movements over the Mexican border into the United States. See, they created the pro they let the problem happen, and now all of a sudden they have the solution. Imagine that. The real agenda, just as it is with Halliburton's gulags, and when you hear that word gulag, it's like a prison death camp thing, you know, another way of saying that. The real agenda, just as it is with Halliburton's gulags, was to use the cover of rounding up immigrants and illegal aliens as a smokescreen for targeting political dissidents. Ah, now that's the, that's the source. That's, you know, that's where the rubber meets the road for us, as Bible-believing Christians. See, this whole thing about rounding up immigrants and illegal aliens, give me a break, they created that problem. They want a dumbed-down population that will go along with anything they say. And I'm sorry, but that, for the most part, that's what you have with the illegal aliens. They're just happy to be here. You know? They're not educated on these issues. Many of them can't even speak the language. How can they get educated on the issues? You know, if I go into a bank down here in Florida, it's all it's all Spanish tellers. They've all, they've got to all speak Spanish. We have to. It's not that they have to come in here and learn English. No, 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 no. We need to learn their language. The burden falls on us as Americans, and that's just one of the many things. We could go down that rabbit trail, but I'm I'm not going to. So. This is just going to be a smokescreen, most likely. This whole rounding up of terrorists for targeting political dissidents. From who they term as political dissidents. 19, uh, from 1967 to 1971, the FBI kept a list of persons to be rounded up as subversive, dubbed as the ADEX list. Now they've also got their infamous red and blue lists. According to the author Naomi Wolf, National Counterterrorism Center today holds the names of roughly 775,000 terror suspects. With the increasing number by 20,000 per month. I know I've made the list. I had to have. Discussions of federal concentration camps are no longer the rhetoric of paranoid internet conspiracy theorists. They are mainstream news. See, it's more flagrant now. As the population gets more complacent and lukewarm and dumbed down, they're more flagrant. They're more flagrant. They want to do that because they're trying to see, engage, if there's going to be enough public outcry. Because if there's enough public outcry, they say, oh, you know, we're not, we're not ready to do this yet. We're not ready to implement this plan yet because there's going to be too much public outcry. But if the population's sick enough and dumbed down enough and weak enough, and brainwashed enough, then they can implement things. And I'm telling you, that's what they've been prepping us for in this country for years, and in other countries too. A weak, sick population is very easy to control. Cancer rates are exploding. I mean, 
and the, the foods are, are, are laced with, with chemicals and essentially poisons you're putting in your body. The water is. There's so many things that they're doing. The, the vaccinations are loaded with things that are just horrific for your system. I had a patient that died two days after he got the flu shot. That's full of aluminum. Aluminum interferes with brain function. Causes Alzheimer's. Does all kinds of stuff to your brain. Chlorine that they put in the water is, is terrible for, for your, your brain. Um, causes cancer. Causes arterial sclerosis. Fluoride that they put in the water sources. That burns out the lower brain lobes, which controls your will to resist. It's a bone softening agent. Oh no, it's a bone toughening. No, it's a bone softening. Sodium fluoride is a chemical. You know, what's, you know what sodium fluoride is? It's a byproduct of the aluminum industry, Alcoa. And they, and they had all this toxic waste fluoride at one time, and they said, what are we going to do with this? It's toxic waste. Well, let's put it in the toothpaste. Sounds reasonable to me. We'll trump up something and, and, and do some all these fake studies and say how great it is for the teeth. We'll put it in the toothpaste. But if you read a toothpaste thing... You'll say, if, if, if um, this tube is consumed at one time, or most of the tube, go to a poison control center or go to an emergency room. It says it right on the, on the label. Why? Because it's a poison. But what happens is, is when you take it cumulatively, in small doses, you can handle it. But over time, it has the same effect. And here, you're putting the fluoride in the most absorptive area of your whole body, where, you're, where your body can absorb nutrients like no other place, which is called sublingual absorption. Yeah, let's, let's use the fluoride toothpaste, too. That's a couple, that's just a few, few of the many things they're doing to destroy you. Doug even brought up a point, even if you go into health food stores, it's harder and harder and harder to find this stuff. These non-fluoridated toothpaste. They're, another thing they're doing, they put canola oil and soy, soybean oil, or soy in everything, and that's those are two another two poisons essentially. And again, I've I've got whole documents that cover this. If if you want to know about it, just email me. I have a presentation I did called "Destroyed for Lack of Knowledge: What Your Doctor's Not Telling You." It gets into this, not totally in depth in every single thing, because it would be a whole 500-page book if I did that, but. We're being destroyed for lack of knowledge on many, 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 many different levels. And we're body, soul, and spirit, right? Okay, that's what we're three-part means. If the devil can decimate your body, how are the soul and spirit to function properly if your body's decimated? If you feel terrible, how are you to fight this? It's kind of tough. Most people are walking around totally loaded with candida as well, and, and, and all kind of viruses and bacteria in their bloodstream. Because of the way they eat. They're carboholics. They eat all these carbohydrates. It feeds the yeast. The yeast then starts to make your food choices. That's in the bloodstream. And what ends up happening is, is you want all you want is carbs all the time. Or soft drinks or cookies and cake. Or whatever. Bread. Pasta. You become a walking yeast factory. Which robs you of your vitality. Best way I know of how to kill yeast is mild silver protein. And you have to do um, a good bacteria along with it. But anyway, these are just a, a, just a few of the main, main ways they are, they're, what they're doing in order to decimate us physically. And then spiritually, if they can get you watching, you know, the wrong things all the time, and, and uh, going to the wrong places all the time, and thinking the wrong things, and, and listening to the wrong music, now that affects you spiritually. Wearing the wrong clothes, being inappropriate—you know, there's just so many things that can hurt you spiritually as well. So anyway, sorry to go off on that rabbit trail, but it kind of relates to this. Discussions of federal concentration camps again are no longer the rhetoric of paranoid internet conspiracy theorists; they are mainstream news. Halliburton, through their KBR subsidiary, is the same company that built most of the major new detention camps in Iraq and Afghanistan. So they've, they've already been doing this in Iraq and Afghanistan. KBR has been embroiled in a human sex slave trade that their representatives have lobbied to continue. This is the kind of company KBR is that owns Halliburton, that are building all the detention camps that, that Dick Cheney was the CEO of. This is how evil KBR has been embroiled in a human sex slave trade scandal that their representatives have lobbied to continue. Did you know that? I didn't know that. 
We have a company that has been handed a contract to build prison camps in America that is engaged in the trafficking of young girls and women. Can this horror movie get any more frightening? Sadly, yes. But again, they present this purely from a fear of man standpoint. So just bear that in mind. I'm here to give you both sides. A much discussed and circulated report, the Pentagon Civilian Inmate Labor Program. Now, all of everything I've talked about so far, I, I give you the actual bill numbers and everything in the Avion Flu presentation. So far, I, I think I've covered all of this and that. But a much discussed, circulated report, the Pentagon Civilian Inmate Labor Program has recently been updated, and the revision details a template for developing agreements between Army and corrections facilities for the use of civilian inmate labor on Army institutions. And that's true. The Civilian Inmate Labor Program? What's that about? Well, you can pretty much do the math here. And avion flu would be the perfect vehicle for that. Again, like I said, they could come under the guise of not even anything terror-related. They could just say, hey, avion flu, we got to quarantine you. The plan is clearly to swallow up disenfranchised groups like prisoners, immigrants, and Muslims at first, and then extend the policy to include fifth columnists, otherwise known as anyone who disagrees with the government. That would be me, and probably a lot of you. You should be. You should be disagreeing with this evil. Anyone who disagrees with the government or exercises their constitutional rights. Well, martial law suspends the Constitution. We're, we're, the, the Constitution, as far as I'm concerned, has pretty much been suspended anyway. With all these legislations they pushed through, the Patriot Act and all this other stuff. They can force vaccinate you now. Without your permission. And they don't have to reveal to you what's even in the vaccine. They've already done it in the military. Respected author Peter Dale Scott speculated that the, de- that the detention centers could be used to detain Americans if the Bush administration were to declare martial law. Ah, that's the plan. Bush doesn't want to ever come out of office from, from what I've read. He don't ever, ever, ever want to not be president. He wants to be president for life. And guess what? If he figures out a way to impose martial law and all it would take is an avian flu outbreak or a... Um, and or, can you imagine if they happen in conjunction? Oh, wow, talk about men's hearts failing them for fear. Well, that's what you're probably going to have. What if World War III broke out at the same time? Avion flu hit. Terrorist attack. World War III, you would expect a terrorist attack on America, if you think about it. That would be our guise or pretext for going to war against the Middle East, which is what Bush and all the Christian Zionists want anyway, right? Bush is, a, is, the, is the war president. He's declared himself that. So, could you imagine what a great scenario that is for Bush and Cheney? Big oil men making all their money off all that oil, coming over from the Middle East, controlling all that, driving up our gas prices. All that money they're making through KBR and Halliburton and all their other companies. They'd have, they'd have everything they wanted. They'd have their war. Uh, they'd have a national crisis. Let's say if avian flu happened too, they'd have a terrorist attack on, so they could lock down, go under martial law. They'd have everything they needed. They'd be making money hand over fist. The love of money is the root of all evil. Yes, yes, it is that evil. In fact, it's more evil than I'm even describing. It's more evil than you can even imagine at the higher levels. Oh, how could you say that? Well, you know what? There's a group of families called the Illuminati that essentially run the world and they take their orders essentially directly from Satan. And I mean that. I do. Where do you think they're getting their marching orders from? Kukla, Fran, and Ali? Give me a break. And that's, and those are the ones that control the governments. They create the wars. They fund both sides. Why? To make money. Controlled conflict brings controlled change. It's the Hegelian dialectic. They create the problem and the solution. And they implement it. And God's letting it happen. God's still on the throne. This isn't fooling him at all. This is part of the strong delusion that's being sent. But this is what's going on. And so, um, just wanted to let you know that. So if we go further... Let's see, I think I lost my... 
Daniel Eilsberg, former special assistant to the Assistant Secretary of Defense, called the plan, quote, preparation for a roundup after the next 9-11. After the next... See, they're even calling it the next 9-11. For Mideasterners, Muslims, and possibly dissenters. Ah, the dissenters. We've already done this on a small scale with the special registration detentions of immigrant men from Muslim countries and with Guantanamo. They've already done trial runs of this. George Bush has declared himself to be a dictator and to have supreme power over and above the limitations of the U.S. Constitution. He's so out of control, it's not even funny. No, it's not reported all in the, uh, on mainstream news because they're the cover-up agents. But he is. The man has been out of control and essentially completely insane for years. He's a skull and bonezer. That's where his first allegiance to. Skull and bones. That fraternity. Which is like the Masons on steroids. Luciferianism. The Bush administration officials like Alberto Gonzalez have declared Bush to be, quote, above the law. And that's exactly what he believes and exactly what he says. He's above the law. White House advisors are openly discussing the legality of, quote, crushing a child's testicles as part of the war on terror. Seems, you know, reasonable. See, anything under the guise of, t of, of the war on terror. Preparation for the internment of thousands of Americans who are, quote, disloyal in times of emergency are afoot. Under the enemy combatant designation, anyone at the behest of the U.S. government, even if they are U.S. citizens, can be kidnapped and placed in an internment facility. They can kidnap you and place you in an internment facility, and they don't got to tell nobody. That's exactly... All this legislation is already on the books. Again, if you really want the confirmation here, get the Avion Flu DVD. Um, that I mentioned. Go to CuttingEdge.org. And they have it. I think 25% off this month. And if you order within the next 10 seconds, you'll get a free Hulk Hogan commemorative beer koozie and a Ginsu Perry knife. And a Ronco stun gun. Sorry. So, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, just that was a little, you know, televangelist plug there. I will not send any prayer cloths, though. Will not do it. No. <laughs> No, they order those from the Prophecy Club, and, and I, don't, I don't have anything to do with any of it. But, um, And that's fine. I, I didn't do the, the tour to, to, you know, that wasn't my motivation. But if we go further, it says, uh, you can be kidnapped and placed in an internment facility forever without a trial. Joseph Padilla, an American citizen, spent over four years in a Navy prison before being brought to trial. In 2002, FEMA sought bids from major real estate and engineering firms to construct giant internment facilities in the case of a chemical, biological, and or nuclear attack in a natural disaster. Okagian County Commissioner, Commissioner David Schultz went public three years ago with his contention that his county was set to be the location for one of these camps. Now, in the presentation of the avian flu, I show you pictures of three different camp, three or four different camps around America. Actual pictures of these empty camps, but they're being from from my source, from my sources. I, I've been told also they're being staffed. They have a, they're being more and more staffed. In other words, nobody's in them yet, but yet they're staffed. They're getting ready for an influx. Furthermore, in May of 2006, we exposed the existence of a nationwide FEMA program which is training pastors... Ah, now here's another thing I really wanted to touch on. Now, I've done a whole other presentation on this as well. One or two on this one as well. But we exposed the existence of a nationwide FEMA program which is training pastors and other religious representatives to become secret police enforcers who teach their congregations to obey the government in preparation for the implementation of martial law, property and firearm seizures, mass vaccination programs, and forced relocation. Did you know the pastors are being groomed for this? It's already been documented. In fact, 
I will give you the link to this article I'm quoting from. And at the bottom of it, when you click on this link, if you're listening to this online or, or, my, or even on the email, um, if you got to it from the email, I'll include the link. And at the very bottom of this page on um, Infowars.com, there's a little video you can click and watch. And it's, and it's interviewing these pastors, some of them that are already in this program. This has been going on for a long time. And you can see what they're saying out of their own mouth. A whistleblower who was secretly enrolled in this, pa- in this program told us that the feds were clandestinely recruiting religious leaders to help implement Homeland Security director- directives in anticipation of the potential bioterrorist attack. Any... Um, any natural disaster or national emergency declared. Religious leaders. Now I guarantee you another thing that's going to be done. I can't guarantee it, but I would imagine. I mean, who is more in league in a lot of ways with the government than the big time televangelists? They got their 501c3 corporate statuses. You know, they can write it off on their taxes. and But they're yoked up with the government. The government gave them their the right for their ministry to exist as a 501c3 corporation. Well, the televangelists, what I would think, would also be recruited mightily. Because they could go on, oh, God has revealed to me, you need to be in total subservience, and do whatever they say, and take the vaccinations, and, and, and give up your family, and do whatever. Well, I've exposed, and we've exposed, and they've been exposed, what devils these people are. Are you going to listen to them? Mass media is going to be saying the same thing. Everybody's going to be saying. You turn on the TV, they're all going to be saying the same thing. There's not. They're not going to let the voices that are crying out in the wilderness say this stuff. They're not going to let the watchmen have a voice. I guarantee it'd be a matter of time before these teachings that you're listening to right now would be taken down. That's why I've encouraged people, and I've had a lot of people email me, tell me that they have recorded every single one of my teachings. And I, as their guru, am very happy. No, just kidding, teasing, teasing. <laughs> so I have to inject a little humor in here. No, but I, I think that's very wise to do that. And um, because not just my, my, anything that you would get convicted of, that, that you would hear like on sermons audio or whatever. You know, if you have the, the ability and the means, save it on your hard drive and your computer. Because there's going to come a day, the Bible talks about when Jesus said when, um, you know, the darkness is coming when no man can work. You know, what we're doing right now is, is, is potentially reaching a lot of people. But if the government has their way, all of these alternative views and this type, this all going to be shut down. They, they're they're going to have to have, you know, no other uh, outlet for people to get the truth. So anyway, the first directive of this um, nationwide program that FEMA implemented was for pastors to preach to their congregations, Romans 13. Now when would you ever think that the government would want the pastors to preach something out of the Bible? And they totally, totally, totally misinterpret Romans 13, which does not say unlimited subservience to a wicked government. Okay? It does not. And that's what these pastors say in this little interview. Well, hey, if that's the case, why don't we just do what Hitler happened? Same thing happened with Hitler. He used the pastors in the exact same way they're going to be using the pastors. Which is, this is, an, this is uh, Romans 13 is an often taken out of context Bible passage that was used by Hitler to hoodwink Christians into supporting him in order to teach them to obey the government when martial law is declared. That's what Hitler did. Oh, he, you know, all governments instituted by God is what they say. That's what these guys are saying on there. God permits it, but it doesn't mean that all governments are godly. Does that mean you just line up for whatever they tell you to do? And and go as a lamb to the slaughter? Hey, I mean, I don't know. You need to pray about it. That's what Hitler used. Go up on to my website and key in Romans 13. Or the unlimited subservience thing. Listen to that. Okay. Also listen to, there's one that I've entitled Judas Goats, Judas Goats in the Pulpit. Key in that one. 
Listen to that one as well. And then I also did another one on concentration camps, which gets into this a lot further. I know this is really fun stuff to listen to, but am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Galatians 4.16. This isn't popular stuff, but as a watchman, I believe I have to do this. I don't have a choice. I don't want your blood required at my hands. I don't. Ezekiel 3 and 33 talks about that. I want to warn you. I would want to be warned. Isn't that doing unto others as you'd have done unto yourself? Isn't that isn't that the... Jesus said that that was the law and the prophets. You know, love your God. You know, love your neighbor. And do unto others as you'd have done unto yourself. This is the law and the prophets. So if we go further, it was related to the pastors that quarantines, martial law and forced relocation were a problem for state authorities when enforcing federal mandates due to the, quote, cowboy mentality of citizens standing up for their property and Second Amendment rights. Oh, you know, forbid that. We can't stand up for our property and Second Amendment rights. As well as the farmers defending their crops and livestock from seizure. And, and another thing, every single place that they've instituted um, gun control, where they've banned guns, like in Australia, just look at what's going on there. It has made their crime rate go through, I mean, exponentially. Whenever they do this, when they take away the guns from the citizens, guess what? The only ones that have the guns are either the government or the criminals. And I can't tell the difference between those two anyway anymore, hardly. Well, when the criminals know everybody's been disarmed, guess what? That's why all these shootings have taken place a lot, for a lot of reasons on these campuses in America. Nobody's armed. Now they've got a whole group of, 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 of students protesting and trying to get the right to carry guns. See, criminals typically want easy pickings, and if they know they're going to have to be at the end of a gun barrel, they really don't want to mess around with that most of the time. I mean, would you if you were a criminal? But if people are actually armed and protected, now I'm not saying God's the one that protects, but I'm saying this is a form of deterrent, okay? But that's what happens. They, they disarm, the, it's, it's proven. You can look at any country that, that's implemented this. It's the same thing all over, every time. It, and that's the exact same thing Hitler did too. He disarmed the population before he instituted all of the draconian things. It was an implementation of these things. It was stressed that the pastors need, now this is about this FEMA program, it was stressed that pastors needed to preach subservience to the authorities ahead of time in preparation for the roundups. The pastors, the Judas goats in the pulpit, the hirelings, the wolves in sheep's clothing that have no true love for the sheep. I'm telling you, everything that I've been saying in all these teachings is going to come to pass soon enough. You'll see it firsthand. I pray to God you're not in the middle of it. That's why the Bible says, Wherefore, come up from among her and be not partakers of her plagues. This is, you know what? If you're in one of these churches, and you're in the pulpit when all this stuff goes down, you're going to be partaker of this plague. I'm not saying you're not going to have to suffer. But I'm saying, why would you want to be yoked up with this? This evil. The pastors to preach subservience to the authorities ahead of time in preparation for the roundups. And I don't mean like a rodeo roundup. I'm talking they're rounding up the citizens. And to make it clear to the congregation that this is for their own good. Oh, brother loves up in the pulpit telling us it's for our own good. Now, now, children, my little flock, you need to calm down. You need to do whatever they say. You need to take those vaccinations. Probably is going to be the primary way they spread the avian flu is through the vaccinations. Again, see my DVD for more info on that. But, um... Yeah, that's what they're going to do. Hey, why not? They're already agents for the government anyway, if you think about it. They're already yoked. They already got their right to exist from the government to the 501c3 status. They're already yoked up with them anyway. See, this is, this is why Dr. Um, Dixon entitled that um, Caesar Calls in the Chips. He also did another thing that I talked about. Caesar Calls in the Chips. See, when the devil gives you or, or whatever, the, the right to uh, work, or if you yoke yourself up with the devil and he gives you your right to do whatever you're doing, whether it be a church or a corporation or whatever, or churches or other corporations, 
There's going to come a time when the bill comes due. What was the privilege? Well, the privilege was, wow, I have my 501c3 status, I'm in, I'm in unity with the government, and here's the deal. Now my parishioners can write off all their tithes off on their taxes. Isn't that biblical? <laughs> Whereas Jesus said, when you give alms, let not your right hand know what your left hand's doing. He says, when you do it before men, verily you have your reward. Well, isn't that doing it before men if you're writing out checks in particular to churches and they keep a record of all of this and they know who you are and many times you get preferential treatment. Oh, I've been there. Oh, I've been there, done it. Preferential treatment because you're giving more than the average person. You get preferential treatment from the pastor, these types of things. That's real biblical. Every, the church fully wells knows, knows what you're giving and you can write it off on your IRS taxes. Isn't that special? That's real biblical. Yeah. What's your motivation? Now, again, I, I, I'm not trying to come down or be mean. I'm just saying to the average person, this is not going to apply to the average person that's hearing this teaching. But, something to think about, and I've done several teachings on all these subjects individually. So, if we go further, pastors were told that they would be backed up by law enforcement in controlling uncooperative individuals. Oh good, the pastors are going to have backup from law enforcement in dealing with any uncooperative people in their church. Hey, you know, you know, I'm sorry, uh, brother whoever, I'm sorry I had to turn you over to the police, but it's for your own good. It's for your own good. And that these law enforcement people told the pastors that they would even lead SWAT teams in attempting to quell resistance. Isn't that biblical? Boy, I see a lot of New, New Testament precedent for that. Where Jesus and the apostles were preaching all the time, Yes, thou shalt yoke thyself up with the government, and thou wilt do whatever they say to do, no matter what. And you will sell one another out. And you will turn your back on one another. Yeah, they, it's all through the New Testament, yeah. But isn't that what we're talking about? Benedict Arnold's in the pulpit. I mean, this should get you mad. The Bible says, be ye angry and sin not. It's called righteous indignation. I wouldn't want to be in their shoes. I'm not saying I'm perfect, okay, by any stretch of the imagination. But how could you do this and have the Holy Spirit living inside you? How is that possible? I, I, I mean, I'm sorry. I just I have a hard time with, with that whole thing in my head. I don't know. Though some doubted the accuracy of this report at the time due to its fundamentally disturbing implications, this story was later confirmed by KSLA 12 News report. Now, you can watch this report from the major media right on... They already, did, they already did a trial run of this in New Orleans when Katrina came through. They already took away all the guns, quelled resistance any way they could. They already did this. And they interview pastors in that area, and you can hear it out of their own mouth. It's not my opinion. But you can click on this little report here at, at the bottom of this webpage in InfoWars, and I'll make sure the link's available on the actual my website for this and in the email. And in which, and in this report, in which the participating clergy and officials admitted to the existence of this program, I also have another word document I can send you called "Satan's Master Plan to Destroy the Church," which gets into this in much more detail, on much more of the particulars of this program, and how this 501c3 status has destroyed the Lord's Church essentially in America. See, these are foundational issues. Not just to me, they just are foundational issues. And the Bible says, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Psalm 11, verse 3. So if your foundation is corrupt as a 501c3 corporation, yoked up with the government, don't you think that's going to affect every single other ministry you have in your church? And every single other thing? What if you're reading a perverted Bible from the pulpit? Your polluted word. Well, there you got double foundation being destroyed. And the byproduct of all of this has been... The church in the state that it's in. In the blind, wretched, weak, and naked state before God that it is in. And my people love to have it so. 
That's what the Bible says. They love it. It's the Laodicean church era of Revelation 3. So if we go further, what could be the government what could the government be contemplating that leads it to make contingency plans to detain without recourse millions of its own citizens? Ask Lewis and Seller in uh, Dan Hamburger Hamburg. Sorry. <laughs> That's the congressman, Dan Hamburg. In the conclusion of their article, the answer clearly lies in the fact that over the past decade, we have witnessed an extreme acceleration of the physical implementation of a framework and infrastructure ready to receive those who will not go along with the coordinated destruction of the traditional American freedom and values. You're going to be put in a position, most likely, soon enough, where it doesn't matter if you want to straddle the fence anymore. You know what? The Bible says, God said, He's going to shake everything that can be shaken. He's going to try us. All they that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. He's going to try us in the furnace of affliction. We're going to be tried as gold. Was it good enough for the martyrs? Huh? Was it, was it good enough for the apostles? Are we better than they? No, I can't be dogmatic about what every single person is going to have to... This is one reason you do want to pray. You know... That if you know that you would escape all these things that are coming on the earth, pray for these things. But if you don't know about any of them, and if you're living like the devil, and if you're yoked up with all of this stuff, how are you going to have grace in that time? How is God going to show you mercy? What, just because you were ignorant of the matter? Ignorance is not an excuse. Much of the time. That's why the Bible says in Hosea 4.6, my children are destroyed for lack of knowledge. What is lack of knowledge? Ignorance. And then it says, because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. And thou shalt be a priest to me no more, and I will also reject thy children. So it's not just about you, it's about your children being affected as well. The Bible also gives in that one particular parable, it says that the, that the person, that uh, the slothful servant that was aware of things was punished with many stripes, but the, but the other slur, servant that was not aware of it was punished with fewer stripes. But they were both punished. They were both punished. So ignorance is not the excuse you're looking for. Okay? And if you've listened to this now, you can't, you can't even use that as an excuse. The Bible says, if you continue in my word, now Jesus said this in, in the Bible, He says, if you continue in my word... What's this word? The King James Bible. So if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Truth brings freedom. All the stuff today I talked about was bondage. They wanted to implement bondage. But the truth will make you free. So anyway, I'm going to go ahead and continue to the next portion of our study here. May the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.